Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio. We have all of the Super Bowl 53 details that you could ever need on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio from the gambling numbers to the sports prop bets, to the cost of an ad during CBS's broadcast of Super Bowl 53, to who will be performing in the Pepsi halftime show, you'll be the most informed person at your Super Bowl party. A reminder to listen to my conversation on last week's edition of SBR with NFL executive Peter O'Reilly, who oversees the planning and production of all Super Bowls. He took us behind the scenes in Atlanta, gave us a rare glimpse of all the planning that goes into an event of this magnitude. You can find that podcast on iTunes or under Sports Business Radio at sportsbusinessradio.com. Griggs, how are you? I'm good, and you were right. If you want to know anything about Super Bowl 53, listen today. And then you'll be the show of your Super Bowl party because you're going to have tidbits and numbers and all kinds of analytics. It's yes, great. They, they call it cocktail conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the primer that yeah. you need <laughs> that will give you everything from betting advice to who's going to be performing at the Pepsi halftime show. We've got all the numbers. So yeah. let's dive into them. We don't have a guest this week. We brought you Peter O'Reilly last week, and he gave you that really good inside look from the NFL perspective. But we want to give you some general numbers. Also, uh, you know, this is the most watched TV show of the year, of any TV show. Not sports, but any TV show. So let's start there, Griggs. Uh, The most watched Super Bowl in the history of all Super Bowls. The most watched TV program ever. Griggs, what was it? Ooh, the one in Arizona. The one in Arizona. 2015, yeah. the Super Bowl between the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. That's right. That came down to the end. The interception on the one-yard line by Malcolm Butler of the Patriots. Memorable Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. 114 million viewers. Wow. 114 million. The most watched TV show of all time. Crazy. So, not the last episode of M.A.S.H., not the last episode of Happy Days or, right. you know, some of those iconic shows. And remember, in the 70s, this is what I tell people all the time, there were three networks. You didn't have cable sure. like you have today with 800-plus channels. So when you sat down to watch a TV show like MASH or Happy Days, everyone gathered around the TV. The whole country was watching that one TV show. Right. Right. So for Super Bowls back then... There wasn't the competition that there is today, but again, in 2015, the most watched Super Bowl ever, 114 million people, wow. New England versus Seattle. So that's the bar, 114 million people. Will this Super Bowl exceed it? Here's the reason why it could. One, you've got two top 10 media markets, including the number two market, LA, right? So 
yes, there hasn't been a huge interest in the Rams in L.A. because you've got the Lakers and LeBron and you've got the Dodgers and you've got the L.A. Kings and you've got the beach and you've got Hollywood and you've got a lot of competition in L.A. But with that size media market, you've got a chance. And then Boston slash New England is the number seven media market. So you've got two top ten media markets. If everyone in those markets tune in, and then this is the event, Griggs, and this is why the numbers for Super Bowl are always so big, the casual fan watches. Your grandma watches. Right. Your wife watches. Your sister watches. Your cousin, Joe, who never watches sports, watches. They want to watch the halftime show. They want to see the pomp and circumstance that is the Super Bowl. Or you're just at a Super Bowl party and, and you're watching. So 114 million is the mark. I'm still going to take the under. I just gave yeah. you all the reasons it could go over. <laughs> I, I just, interest in the NFL is huge, but I, I think that it's going to go under. That 114 number is really tough to top. Now, CBS is calling the game. And we heard last week from Peter O'Reilly with the NFL, all the planning and production that goes into the broadcast, all the different cameras that they bring in, which I love, Griggs, all the different oh, angles. Yeah. It's cool. Yep. And we saw in those AFC and NFC championship games, you need all the cameras you can get because sure, yeah. there were lots of replays, lots of controversial calls. So I'm sure CBS will be on top of it. But I got to tell you, I like Jim Nance and Tony Romo probably as much as any NFL play-by-play and analyst duo. So I'm excited to hear Romo call the Super Bowl. He was so great in the AFC championship game. It's going to be fun to watch that broadcast. They usually do a pretty good job with it. Yeah, Romo's just excitable. He's like the 12 year old boy watching football. You can tell he just, he can feel every move that Brady makes or every throw that Goff makes. He's fun. He gets excited. Nance is obviously a pro. But, uh, yeah, I love their broadcast and it is fun talking about all the camera angles and everything. And you're right. I mean, it'd be interesting. I'm sure there's a betting line on how many reviews there'll be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we'll get to some of those prop bets in a minute. Something else we talked about with Peter O'Reilly last week is the breakdown of ticket distribution for the Super Bowl. So here's how it breaks down for Super Bowl 53. 17.5% of the tickets go to the New England Patriots. 17.5% of the tickets go to the Los Angeles Rams. 5% of the tickets go to the Atlanta Falcons because they're the host team in Atlanta. This game will take place at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 35% of the tickets go to the other 30 teams in the NFL. And then 25% of the tickets are league inventory. So the NFL keeps those for sponsors and partners. So as we heard Peter O'Reilly say last week, Griggs, the Patriots who have been to this game so many times, this is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl appearance, there's not fan fatigue. The fans keep coming back. You know, we talk about this with college football. Do the Clemson and Alabama fans get fan fatigue and say, you know what, I'm not traveling to that championship game because I've been there so many times in the last five or six years. Patriots fans, according to Peter O'Reilly in the NFL, they're still coming out in droves. They're using their 17.5% allotment for tickets. But Griggs, overall, ticket sales are a little bit flat. Uh, and the average ticket price to the last five Super Bowls, for a ticket to the Super Bowl. So, as I've said to many of my friends who are Pats fans, some Rams fans, because I went to college in Los Angeles at Loyola Marymount, you've got to really love your team. (laughs) 
<laughs> because if someone's offering you fifty one hundred and forty five dollars, and for that Arizona Super Bowl, one of my best friends is a Patriots fan, and before kickoff, his ticket he was being offered like twenty five thousand dollars for his ticket for Crazy. the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl, and he's like, no, this is I'm watching my team, yeah. I'm here. Most Pats fans were not selling their tickets. Keep in mind, no fan fatigue. They want to see their team win again. And my friend was off, and my friend is not, you know, a multimillionaire. So $25,000 for your one ticket to the Super Bowl, that's a lot of money. That's crazy. I mean, you think about five grand for one ticket. I mean, that's a, that's a nice week in Hawaii. And you're going to a three-hour game. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> nice week in Hawaii. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's like extravagant yeah, week yeah, like in Hawaii. The best place in town. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, and yet you look at every seat will be full. And I know a lot of it's sponsors and stuff like that, but people are still paying tickets to get there. Well, and the other thing that NFL has done the last few years that Peter O'Reilly talked about last week that I really like is they take 500 tickets out of their inventory and they say, we're going to find 500 fans that have great stories, and we're going to give them a ticket to the game. Now, I wonder if they track if any of those fans sell their ticket. Yeah, right. I'm sure they probably do. <laughs> probably barcode it. And if someone else sits in that seat, they're like, oh, you're out. <laughs> Griggs, we're never giving you a free ticket again because you gave your ticket away for $25,000. But, no, I'm sure that doesn't happen. But it's cool that they do it that because, you know, how many times do we say, well, fans are – outpriced. They can't go to these events anymore because it's too expensive. You can't afford it. And if the NFL is identifying 500 really good stories and saying like they did last year to the 99-year-old grandma, you know what? You've been a Minnesota Vikings fan forever. The Super Bowl is in Minnesota. No, your Vikings aren't playing in it, but we're bringing you to the Super Bowl. That's something that is a lifetime memory she'll never forget. And anyone who gets to go to a Super Bowl, I remember clearly the Super Bowls that I've been to and what took place there and every detail of the game and what city it was in. And it's a memorable thing. So I like the fact that they do that with the fans. You know, that's a cool, I mean, think of the, that would be a fun job of an NFL guy. Like, okay, go find, you're going to cover the Northwest. Right. You go find five stories of people that are, you know, deserving of a ticket, free ticket to Super Bowl. What a cool, uh, you know, investigation. And, and that'd just be a fun job for me. Well, and as Peter said last week, they held some of the tickets back because they wanted to reward special Patriots and Rams fans. They wanted to see who was in the Super Bowl, yeah. and and they want to reward some of the fans of the teams that are participating in the Super Bowl. So I think that's cool. That's very cool. All right. Let's talk about sports gambling here, because mm-hmm. last year, a record $158.5 million was bet on the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Eagles. So Super Bowl 52. This is at Nevada Sportsbooks. Since Nevada Gaming Control began tracking the betting action on the Super Bowl in 1991, the state's books have come out ahead of the betters 26 of 28 years. <laughs> so if you're trying to beat Vegas, nice. good luck. <laughs> now... Let me give you another number here, if you're betting this game, that you should be very careful of. Okay, so we just told you Vegas has come out 26 out of 28 wow. years. They've come out ahead. Okay? It's not always the spread of the game. It's sometimes the prop bets. It's sometimes the over-under. But Nevada is coming out ahead 26 out of the last 28 years. 80% of the money right now, Griggs, <laughs> is being bet on the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Okay, so... 
that tells you the public is betting heavily on the Patriots, who at this moment are two and a half point favorites. And by the way, the over under is 56.5. It's been bet down from 58 and a half points. Okay. So if you're looking at 26 of the last 28 years, Vegas has come out ahead and everyone's betting the Patriots right now. 80% of the money is on the Patriots. Who does that tell you to bet? <laughs> the Rams. The Rams, right? <laughs> yeah. So the other stat here that I uncovered that's really interesting is eight of the last 11 Super Bowls have seen the favorite not cover. Not cover. Eight of the last 11 Super Bowls have seen the favorite not cover. Hmm. Last year, the underdog Eagles won the game outright. Okay? So the Eagles were the underdog. They won the game outright. So those are some interesting stats for you. Let me give you some more stats here. 22.7 million U.S. adults plan to bet on the upcoming Super Bowl in Atlanta. They're expected to wager $6 billion on the game. This is according to a survey by the American Gaming Association. That's up 26% from a year ago when the total was $4.76 billion. And keep in mind, this isn't just in Vegas. Right. This is everywhere. And a lot of the reason that the gambling is going to go up so much, Griggs, is that there's a jump in the number of states offering legal sports betting. There's eight states now that are offering Super Bowl betting. Last year, there was one, Nevada. Right. So a lot more sports gambling is going to take place. But this figure also encompasses if we're having a Super Bowl party and you've got, you know, the squares going or you've got, you know, I love throwing a bunch of change into the middle of the room in a, in a jar or something and you do some prop bets. Like, right. hey, is the first score going to be a touchdown or a field goal? Or is the over-under going to be, you know, over this for the national anthem? Like, you can just do some prop bets sure. on the spot with your friend at the party. And if you win, you get to take the money out of the jar. And if you lose, you got to put your money into the jar. Yeah. That's countered in this figure, I guess. And and where do they do? Go to every Super yeah. Bowl party? Yeah. I'm like, all right, how much did you guys gamble at your party? We're going to put that into the overall figure that we come up with is the American Gaming Association. Maybe the American Gaming Association, you'll get a knock on your door. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Let us in. I'm with the American Gaming Association. I'd like to know how much is being gambled in this house. <laughs> Six billion. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So the thing that's going to be really interesting, let's talk about some of the prop bets here. Because I was in Vegas a few years ago, and they make a ton of money off the prop bets. And, and you know, some people think these are sucker bets, right? It's fun. You right. can come up with different things. But here's a few of the prop bets. Super Bowl record of 75 combined points. Will it be broken? Yes, plus 350. No, minus 650. So when it's minus, that means like the chances of it happening are less than the chances of it right. not. So the chances, according to Vegas and this prop bet, the record won't be broken of 75 points. Will CBS show the Ram Saints pass interference call? <laughs> Yes, plus 200, no, minus 300. Who will have more carries, Todd Gurley or C.J. Anderson? They've shared the load for the Rams. Will Gladys Knight kneel during the National (laughs) Anthem? Yes, plus 150, no, minus 200. Will Gladys Knight omit a word from the anthem? 
Yes, plus 400. No, minus 700. Wow. Gladys Knight's attire during the anthem. Dress skirt, minus 200. Pants <laughs> shorts, plus 150. Here's the length of Gladys Knight's national anthem. Over, under, one minute and 50 seconds. Hmm. See, I mean, how about the people that, like, work around the the entertainers and stuff? Can you just say, hey, Gladys, yeah, I'm your buddy. <laughs> I, I got a bet on this. Can you go a little long with this? I need you to go yeah. over 150. So really drag it out as long as you can. Get it to 230. I'm going to put hundred grand on it, and that's how I'm going to get rich is because you went over a minute 50 singing the national anthem. Yeah, it's like, let me ask Jim Nance. I work at CBS. Are you guys going to show the past interference call, Jim? Just let me know if you're going to show that because I got a little money right. on this. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it really is crazy that you can bet on this stuff. This might be the craziest one of all. All right. Gladys Knight's microphone. Oh, boy. On a mic stand, minus 150. Not on a mic stand, <laughs> plus 125. She's wearing a headset plus fourteen hundred. All of Britney Spears. Or Janet Jackson. Or Janet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shown first during the national anthem, Tom Brady, minus one seventy five. Jared Goff plus one thirty five. That's another you just oh, go man. to CBS and do yeah. the director and yeah. say, Hey, <laughs> who are you show showing? Get Jared Goff, he's the underdog here at plus one thirty five. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I'm gonna put ten grand on it. <laughs> Let's get that done. Or couldn't the production director just see these odds and go, yeah, I'm going to show Jared Goff first and, and make a lot of money. I'm going to bet my house on showing Jared Goff first. I'm the one who gets to make that decision. Let's get it done. Shown first during the national anthem, Bill Belichick, minus 130. Sean McVay, minus 110. Hmm. Belichick referred to as a genius during the <laughs> CBS broadcast. Plus 120, no, minus 160. Mention the Belichick and McVeigh age gap. This is guaranteed to happen. Yep. Yes, minus 200. No, plus 150. Adam Levine kneeling during the halftime show. <laughs> yes, plus 100. No, minus wow. 140. Adam Levine shoe color. Hmm. White, plus 120. Black, 3 to 1. Brown, 7 to 1. Blue, 10 to 1. Red, 10 to 1. Yellow, 12 to 1. Pink, 25 to 1. Hmm. Adam Levine wearing a hat to start the halftime show. Yes, plus 200, no, minus 300. Maroon 5 to sing Sunday morning at halftime. Yes, plus 110, no, minus 150. Giselle Bungeon shown during the live broadcast. Yes, that's absolutely going to happen. Yep. Over under is one and a half times. I take the over. Yep. Brady or Goff to win Super Bowl MVP. Yes, minus 150, no, plus 170. Goff or Brady to have a rushing touchdown, yes, plus 250, no, minus 400. It goes on and on and on. It's crazy. You get the, lost in these things. The color of liquid poured on the winning coach. <laughs> they don't even say Gatorade anymore because yeah, right. it, sometimes it's not Gatorade. Clear water, plus 200. Yellow, plus 250. Red, plus 300. Blue, plus 700. Purple, plus 700. Green and lime, plus 700. Again, hmm. can't you be the equipment manager for both yeah. teams and say, you know what? We're putting green and lime. Green and lime. Is the liquid. Oh I'm betting 10 grand at plus 700, and I'm going to town. Wow. Uh, who will the MVP mention first in his speech? <laughs> Team and teammates, two to one. God, three to one. Oh, God's slipping there. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, six to one. Family, six to one. Referees, 50 to one. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god. Three straight scores by either team. Mm. Yes, minus 230. No, plus 190. A defense special team score. Yes, plus 200. No, minus 240. First score of the game. Touchdown, minus 190. Field goal or safety, plus 165. I actually like a field goal. Yeah. Um, will there be a safety? Yes, plus 800. No, minus 1250. I think there's only been one safety in Super Bowl the history. Bronco, uh, Seattle. Yeah. And then there's only been one overtime hmm. in Super Bowl history, and that was the Falcons and the Patriots a few years ago. Oh, that's right. That had been a number where the Sharps bet no overtime every year and had won all the previous Super Bowls. I think 51 right. Super Bowls up until that, or 50 Super Bowls up until that point, and then that's yep. the year it went overtime. So, Griggs, those are the few of the comments. The, I mean, the other thing that I actually like that they do, they combine the prop bets with other sports. Hmm. So, they'll say, hey, uh, James Harden is playing, and who will you know have more yards? Will will James Harden's points equal passing attempts by Jared Goff hmm. or Tom Brady? Gotcha. And they'll do some things where they mix sports around. But I tell you, you know, I, again, I've been to Vegas for Super Bowl. The prop bets suck people in. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Most people in a regular Sunday, they're just betting either the line or they're betting the over under. Some people will chase the money with, uh, well, I'm down at halftime and I'm going to do a second half wager. Mm-hmm. But the prop bets make tens of millions of dollars for Las Vegas because people like to think that they can, yeah. you know, get these things. Or I'm going to bet plus 700 that it's going to be green lime Gatorade poured on the coach. I think it draws the casual better in too. I could see right. like my wife being like, oh, I'm going to choose the color. It's shoes her at halftime. That's something she'd be in on right. rather than just who cares who wins. She doesn't care. Right. So, exactly. So, Super Bowl bets, again, as of this moment, uh, the Rams are a two and a half point underdog. The over under is 56 and a half. And at Griggs, at the end of this show, we're going to make our predictions mm-hmm. on the over under and on the game. You're listening to Sports Business Radio and our preview of Super Bowl 53. We'll be right back after this from our sponsor. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get you started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of the Sports Business Radio podcast a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at sbradio.robinhood.com. That's sbradio.robinhood.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Super Bowl ads. This is big. For a few reasons. Number one, this is the first year in Super Bowl history 
where the price of an ad has not increased. Hmm. Okay. So every year, starting in 1967, when a 30 second ad was, oof, 10 grand. $310,000. That was way off. (laughs) You were close. $310,000 for a Super Bowl ad in 1967. This year, the average 30-second ad runs $5 million to $5.3 million. It's the first time Hmm. that it hasn't increased, so it's flat. Yeah. Okay? So I've always said on the show, we've been doing this show since 2004, at what point... Will the bubble burst? Like, right. what is it going to keep going up in one year? You know, it's going to be $15 million for yeah. a 30 second <laughs> ad. Or is it going to reach its pinnacle and people are going to go, enough? I'm not paying any more for the Super Bowl ad time. Cause this is the thing. And we've had people from Budweiser and people who have Super Bowl ads mm-hmm. on this show. You got to pay the talent. Yeah. And if you're using a celebrity, you're paying a few million dollars. You've got to pay for the production of the ad. So you're not just paying the five to $5.3 million. Yeah. And if you're Budweiser, who's running like six minutes of ads, hmm. do the math on that. Crazy. Okay. So now you're running six minutes of ads and you're paying the talent. Production. Yep. Probably don't have to pay the Clydesdales very much. <laughs> By the way, the Clydesdales are back this year after taking last year off. Yeah. They took a year off. Right. So be ready for the Clydesdales nice. from Budweiser. But, you're spending like $30 million not counting Just airtime. feeding yeah. the Clydesdales and <laughs> the production of the spot. Carrots are expensive. And the typical recipe is if you're spending $5 million for the 30 seconds, you're going to spend at least $5 million producing right. the ad. So now you're at about $10 million for the ad. So that's why you're seeing only the elite companies – do Super Bowl ads. It used to be like, remember, uh, who was it? It was the the veggie burger. Mm. They're like, we're going to spend our entire fortune, <laughs> every penny we've ever earned, we're putting it all into the Super Bowl ad, and it's going to get us to the next level. Right. <clears throat> Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. And they never did another Super Bowl ad. Right. So Budweiser is a huge company. The car companies are huge. The movie companies are huge. The alcohol companies are huge. They can afford yep. this ad. The thing that's of note for this year, again, is there hasn't been an increase from last year to this year in how much the Super Bowl ad costs. Now, the other thing that's happened, really, since we've gotten into the era of social media, Griggs, it used to be that a company had their ad and it was revealed during the Super Bowl broadcast and everyone gathered around the TV and they were like, oh, yeah. Look at that ad from Coca-Cola or Nike or the car company or whatever. Now, what companies are doing is, you know what? I'm paying so much money for this ad. I'm leaking it out on social media in advance of the game. I tweeted out some ads this week from Pepsi with Steve Carell, with uh, Stella Beer Company, with uh, The Dude, and with Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are already leaking the ads out. And what the the theory is, is, all right, hopefully 114 million people are going to watch the ad during Super Bowl Sunday. But we also want millions to watch via YouTube, our website, and our social media channel. So now we're really maximizing our expenditure. And especially in this day and age where there are people like our kids who are teens 
they're not watching on TV. They're watching on their tablet or their phone or right. whatever. Now you're hitting them too. Yeah. And they're watching digitally. So it used to be in the 70s and 80s, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the digital platforms that you have today. Now these ads are being leaked out in advance. And see, I'm still kind of old school. I try to block my eyes from seeing anything before the game because I do, one like, of those guys, I do huh? like to watch all the breaks in, in, uh, in, in, in the Super Bowl and see the commercials. So I have not watched any yet. So as of now, I'm keeping it all the way till Sunday. We'll see. All right. Well, I'm going to spoil some things for you That's right okay. here. That's okay. We're going to talk about some of the ads. Sure. So this way, again, when you're at your Super Bowl party, you're going to be dropping so much knowledge. <laughs> People are going to be like, my God, you are a Super Bowl expert. Where did you get your information? And you just need to say the Sports Business Radio podcast. Yeah. Download it on iTunes and rate it and review it. There you go. So, all right, here's some of the companies that are going to be in the Super Bowl with ads. Michelob Ultra, okay? Mm-hmm. Alcohol company. They're going to be using Zoe Kravitz in their ad. So, again, you're paying a celebrity to be in your ad. Right. Pringles hmm. is going to have an ad. And they're going to have an Amazon Alexa-inspired full ad, whatever okay. that means. I mean, is is Amazon paying for part of the ad? Gotta That's be. what I want to know. Yeah, they had a teaser out. Olay, which is a uh, lotion mm-hmm. for women. Sarah Michelle Geller is going to star in Olay's ad. I like Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. She was uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer right. back in the day. Yep. Stella, we just mentioned that. So Carrie Bradshaw and the dude. Jeff Daniels make for an unlikely matchup in Stella's Super Bowl ad. They've already leaked that. I've tweeted that out at SB Radio if you're interested in seeing it. Budweiser owns Stella, so that's a Bud ad. Uh, Pepsi, which is the sponsor of the halftime show, you've got to think they're getting at least one ad for being the sponsor of the halftime show, if not multiple. Steve Carell is tired of people asking if Pepsi is okay in Soda Brand's Super Bowl spot. So Steve Carell is Cardi B. Be, Cardi B is also in. Cardi B also. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you can't forget Cardi B. She's very popular right <laughs> yeah. now. Lil John is also nice. Gonna yeah. head to a local <laughs> diner in Pepsi Super Bowl teaser. Chance the rapper uh-huh. is gonna be in Doritos. Nice. A lot of uh, musicians. Well, see, and that's that's targeting the younger audience. Yeah. So those are all hip hop. Right. I mean, there's your average listener. Now, this is the most interesting thing of all that I think that I've ever heard with the Super Bowl. Skittles is not doing a Super Bowl ad, but they're going to release the first tracks from its game day Broadway musical. So they're going to do like a Broadway musical around the Super Bowl. I don't really understand. Are the Skittles going to be singing? themselves. I don't know. <laughs> so basically they're saying instead of taking $5 million and spending it on an ad plus production, they're going to run a Broadway debut. It's going to run 30 minutes starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, February 3rd at the Town Hall on West 43rd Street in New York. The brand says it's selling only 1,500 tickets and the show won't be taped for later airing. So you're there live watching it. And this is how Skittles is gaining hmm. attention. Uh, Anheuser-Busch, we told you the Clydesdales are going to be returning for the first time in uh, two years. They have nearly five minutes of ad time. And like you said, Stella is owned by uh, Budweiser as well. So 
you're looking at about six minutes of advertising for Budweiser. And again, five to $5.3 million for the average 30-second spot. Maybe when you buy in bulk, you get a discount. Hmm. You're buying six minutes, so it's only $4 million for you. (laughs) (laughs) Burger King is back in the game as an advertiser after a 13-year hiatus, Griggs. Wow. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Clydesdales are back. We told you that. Devour. Kraft Heinz's Devour releases an uncensored version of its Super Bowl spot. Okay. Planters is going to be in the game, and Alex Rodriguez will be in the Planters Peanuts Super Bowl ad. Okay. They haven't been in the game in over a decade. All right. They cool. used to be a staple. Remember people used to like eat peanuts while they were watching a game? It's true. I don't think they eat peanuts anymore. Baseball is the only time I eat peanuts. Yeah. Simply Safe, the home security provider, Simply Safe will make their first Super Bowl appearance. Here's one of those companies that you talk about. Simply Safe has gotten big. Yeah. But is this going to fall into the veggie burger category of we just took our entire year's marketing budget, threw it into this commercial, and yeah. it didn't help us? Interesting. Maybe it will catapult them into the next stratosphere. But that's the company where you look at and you go, I don't know. Is this going to make or break you? M&M's and Christina Applegate oh, there you go. will be in the Super Bowl ad lineup. Kia is going to be back in the game. Uh, for the 10th consecutive year. Avocados from Mexico. Avocados, they're in this thing they're every killing year. killing it. <laughs> I mean, do you watch the game and go, God, you know, I really don't have enough avocados in my life. <laughs> now that Kristen Chenoweth is starring in the Avocados oh, commercial, yeah, yeah. I need to go out and buy some more avocados from it. Mexico. Yep. I don't know. Uh, Lexus is going to be in the broadcast. Pizza Hut. Right. Who is the official right. pizza sponsor Took of the over NFL? Papa John's. Right, so you've got to think they're getting this for free or a discount sure. as a yeah. as a league sponsor. Yep. Mercedes Benz. Oh, stadium. The game is at Mercedes Benz <laughs> Stadium. Mercedes Benz happens to be in now. This is, I, I kind of like. I'm a big Ludacris fan. Yep. Ludacris is going to be in the Mercedes Benz. Nice Super Bowl ad. So I'm I'm that's good. Pretty hype about that. They're back after sitting out a year. This is going to be interesting. There's a drink called Bubbly. <laughs> and Michael Bublé <laughs> is going to be in the Bubbly commercial. And I've seen the teaser. Michael Bublé. Yeah, Michael Bublé <laughs> is going to star in the first ever Super Bowl ad for PepsiCo's newly acquired sparkling water brand, Bubbly. Okay. A new teaser shows the singer correcting the spelling on cans of Bubbly with his own last name, Bublé. Cool. The 30-second spot will air during the third quarter of the game and was created by Goodby, Silverstein, and Partners. So here's the other thing, too, Griggs. There's no exact science to when you want your ad to run. Mm -hmm. You could run it in the fourth quarter, and if the game's a blowout, you're like, damn. Yeah. You could run it in the fourth quarter, and like the last few years, the game is amazing, and everyone's tuned in in the fourth quarter. That's when people put down the chips and dips, and you're like, all right. I'm engaging in the last quarter of this game, and everyone sees your commercial. Yeah. So that's part of the magic of this, too, is when do you put your spot in? Sometimes you have a choice. Sometimes you don't. But it's part of the the deal here that if you put it in the wrong part of the game and you just paid, you know, 
millions and millions of dollars and not as many people see it, that's a big loss for your company. Yeah, that is an interesting risk because, I mean, obviously, the probably the prime rates would be first quarter or right around kickoff because everybody's tuning in because it's the buzz. But you're right. It's like if you get a blowout game and you're in the fourth quarter, ouch, it could hurt you. And I wonder if they if there's some kind of in contracts, if there's if it's a blowout, you get this much back or I think there's make goods if the right. audience is in a certain size. True. That's true. My guess is the Super Bowl's never had to do make goods. No. no. I mean unless they were just like, Well, we promise you we're gonna be yeah. over hundred and fourteen million this year. All right. Which I can't imagine they're gonna do. Yeah. They're always gonna set the bar low. If we don't have over 70 million viewers this year, you get sure. a make good on a future ad. Well, of course they're going to get over 70 million viewers. Here's a question for you. I don't know if you know the answer. Remember in the past years there's been like a two-minute commercial like that uh, Paul Harvey one with Dodge? Yeah. Do you know – is there any two-minute long-form ones coming in? I don't know. I think there might be a 90-second Budweiser. 90 second. Okay. Uh, sometimes the Clydesdales ones they run – they're yeah. very emotional. They yeah. run a little longer. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, the thing is, do you want to break up your ads? Let's say you're Budweiser, yeah. and you've got five minutes of ads. Do you break those up, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30? Or do you run a 90 yeah. or two-minute and say, do. I'm really going to go for the heartstrings here with the Clydesdales? Yeah. It's interesting. And these ad agencies make lots of money to come up with those decisions. Sure. sure. Here's another interesting one. Bumble, the mm-hmm. online dating app. Mm-hmm. Okay. They went out about three months ago, and they signed Serena Williams as their newest global advisor. Now, I love Serena. Serena has a huge social media following. She stands for so many great things, and empowerment with women is probably the number one thing she stands for. So I can see why Bumble would want her as an ambassador for their company. What I don't understand is Serena Williams is married. (laughs) True that. So... Part of the question you ask yourself when you see someone endorsing a product is, would they actually use the product? Would Tiger Woods actually drive a Cadillac or a Buick? Right. Yeah, I don't think he's driving a Buick. I'm not believing it. (laughs) Serena Williams obviously isn't using Bumble because she's married, or you would hope she's not using Bumble because she's married, even though I heard a thing the other day that, like, 35% 35% of the men on Tinder are married, which is <laughs> gross. So Bumble, uh, who, by it. the way, has a patch on the L.A. Clippers jersey here. Yeah. So there's they're getting into the sports realm, and by signing Serena, it's a big deal. But they're running an ad during mm. the Super Bowl. So I'm going to be very interested to see what that looks like. My yeah. guess is, again, it's going to go with the empowerment of women theme mm-hmm. because the Bumble app – Allows the women to start the conversation after a match, and then you know they're the ones who decide if there's a conversation and if so where it goes, versus some of the other online dating apps. But Bumble, I think this is the first time. Yeah, maybe there's been eHarmony or Match.com in the mm. Super Bowl. I don't know, but I think this is the first time that we're seeing a dating app. Yeah, for sure. So now, when I look at Bumble, let's look at a few things. When I saw they did the patch for the Clippers, I was like, whoa, Bumble has that kind of money to do a patch? When they signed Serena Williams, I was like, whoa, they have that money, kind of money to pay Serena Williams? Now I'm like, whoa, they have $5 million to buy 30 seconds of ad time in the Super Bowl and pay Serena to be in the ad? I don't know. Bumble must be making a lot of money somewhere. Yeah, well, those apps, you know, they have the, it's like the, the game Fortnite. 
yeah. free to play, quote right. unquote, and they were the most most made game. They made the most money by far of any game this last year. Right. And it's the in-app purchases, and it's the ads running in the a- uh, app, and it's uh, there's tons of money in that clickbait. So here's the thing. Let's let's all keep tabs on this. Will Bumble be around in in two years? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Because they're they have the the veggie burger. Yeah. Deal right here with kind this. Of, yeah. They're they're throwing money at the Clippers patch. They're yeah. throwing money at Serena. They're throwing money at a Super Bowl spot. Either this is going to catapult them to the next stratosphere and really be True. the thing that puts them over the top, or they're going to look back on this and go, "Whoa, we spent money like a <laughs> drunken fool, <laughs> and it really went fast." Um, a few other ads, kind of surprising. Weather Tech hmm. is running. A 45-second spot. Interesting. Turkish Airlines is returning to the game for the first time in a while. Uh, they've used Morgan Freeman and Ben Affleck in previous spots. No word on who they're going to use this year. Uh, Kraft Heinz will be back, as we told you. Uh, Purcell. Purcell? Hmm. It's a detergent brand. Uh, they're going to be advertising 84 Lumber. And Airbnb are not returning to the Super Bowl. Okay. Audi, uh, TurboTax is back in the game. That's become big. And, and there's a company where I think the Super Bowl ad has helped them. Yeah. You know, remember GoDaddy did their ads for mm-hmm. years? Like, how many people actually went out and bought a website because Danica Patrick was no. scantily clad and said, go buy GoDaddy? I, I don't think it really helped no. them very no. much. TurboTax, on the other hand... Tax season's coming up. People are thinking of it. Yep. It's a pretty easy tool to use. I think Intuit TurboTax benefits from the Super Bowl yep. commercial. Luke Wilson is going to star in Colgate's second ever Super Bowl ad. Hmm. Colgate. Cool. So uh, Jaguar and Land Rover sitting out. Toyota is returning for the second year in a row. Hyundai, I have a Hyundai, is back for its 11... 11th appearance in 12 years. Okay. And that's pretty much the lineup. And you got the uh, movie trailers, too, that'll all pop up. Movie in. trailers will pop up. Yep. I'm trying to think of what movies might be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, something Marvel, because they own the box office right now. Right. Maybe but, something Star Wars? Yeah, could be. Those are always fun. I like the movie trailers, because they kind of surprise you. You're not, you're, not wait, you're not ready for them. And, oh, that movie's coming out. Cool. Uh, Super Bowl parties. Just very quickly... You know, Maxim does parties every year, but you've got everyone from like Ludacris to here's the one. Shaq is doing a big Shaq, party. Shaq's, Shaq's Funhouse. Fun yeah, that looks <laughs> like if I was going to go to any party, I'm probably going to Shaq's Funhouse. And people oh, are like, "Why the hell man. is Shaq doing a party in Atlanta?" First of all, he works for TNT. Yep. TNT's based in Atlanta, so he knows people in Atlanta pretty well. Plus, he's Shaq. He's like global superstar. If Shaq has a party, people are going to yeah. come. Griggs, the, the average party ticket is like $500. Sometimes they could be $10,000. Yeah. Uh, ESPN did a party for years. Sports Illustrated's doing a party. Lee Steinberg, the agent for Patrick Mahomes, does a party. Uh, it's a great way for people to mingle and network. But a lot of these companies say, hey, Shaq, can we throw your name on a Super Bowl party? And Shaq's like, sure. How much am I going to get out of it? Well, you're going to get... You know, 40% of the take. And I don't have to do anything except for lend my name. That's right, Shaq. <laughs> so Shaq says, sure, use my name on the party. And, you know, you have, like, models and rap stars and movie stars and 
even like I would say Jenny McCarthy and her husband Donnie Wahlberg are, are B-listers, borderline C-listers. They're having a Super Bowl party. <laughs> so you never know. I don't know. You I, know, Shaq's Funhouse though. Just to hit on that, Diplo, Lil John, T Pain, Migos. I mean, that's like Diplo and Migos are like top two rappers right now. Yeah, they're big time. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a pretty good, pretty cool lineup. And obviously, Maxim I think gets a lot of the dudes out to parties. Because you got the ladies. Right. Uh, well, at some of those parties, it's just like the clubs, right? Not that I go to the clubs right. anymore, but the yeah. ladies get in for free. Of course. And the men are paying like... No cover. A, yeah, <laughs> the men are paying like five grand to get in the door. Crazy. So, all right. A few more things that we want to talk about. Uh, the Pepsi halftime show. We talked about this with Peter O'Reilly from the NFL last week. So, Maroon 5, Big Boy, and Travis Scott. And remember, they announced Maroon 5 first, and people were like... Maroon 5 has no ties to Atlanta. Atlanta's hip-hop country and country country. Like, why are you having Maroon 5? Right. And as you heard Peter say on the show last week, they go with the biggest act that they can get, and they go with availability. Like, are people touring? Last year it worked out. Justin Timberlake happened to be having a break in his tour, and he could get to Minnesota and do the halftime show. It worked out fine for Maroon 5. And keep in mind, Adam Levine is on The Voice and has a huge following. And Maroon 5 has a big following. So they're going after the acts with the biggest following. And then a lot of times it has to work out for the artist's agenda. Because the thing that changed a few years ago is they stopped paying the Super Bowl halftime act. But they said, we'll pay for your production. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Arizona for New England, Seattle, the most watched Super Bowl ever, they said that the production for Katy Perry's halftime show was $10 plus million. I believe it. So the NFL and Pepsi are paying for that. Mm-hmm. It's a big commercial for her. Her record sales spike after that. Her concert tickets go through the roof. So it has a lot of benefits to the artist that's appearing because people worldwide are watching you. And they say if it's the right halftime act that the numbers for the halftime act sometimes exceed – the TV viewing audience for the game itself, Griggs, especially if it's a blowout. Like, again, the grandma, the girlfriend, the yep. casual fan is gathering around the halftime show because they want to see what happens. I really feel like ever since the Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson snafu several years ago, mm-hmm. people watch the halftime show not only to see, like, okay, it's a big music act, but they're like, is there something weird that's going to happen? <laughs> it's right. You're and right. is. Is the delay of seven seconds long enough to catch whatever happens? So there's there's kind of the the ambulance chaser curiosity. Is there going to be a, a wreck part of watching the halftime show? I agree completely. And I think another thing, too, I think when they choose some of these acts, too, is they do lend to maybe the younger fan like Travis Scott. Kids love them. Right. And the, you know, like, my wife loves Maroon 5, Adam Levine, so she's going to be watching. Right. I think they kind of, they target, you know, Justin Timberlake. Ladies love Justin Timberlake. So I think they kind of get that, they want that crew coming back at halftime to see, hey, I got to watch halftime. I got Maroon 5. I've got, my kid's going to watch because Travis Scott's on Right. There. Big boy, the classic rapper from ATL. It's great. Yep. Tim McGraw is going to headline the Super Bowl pregame festivities in Atlanta on Sunday. Uh, his performance will take place at the NFL tailgate party. That's part of CBS's Super Bowl pregame show. By the way, if you're doing the Super Bowl and you're the broadcaster, you're coming on the air like basically 24 hours before. <laughs> <laughs> you are maximizing the heck with yep. interviews, with concerts like Tim McGraw. 
you're finding any reason to be on the air because you paid a bazillion dollars for the rights to the NFL. And when you get your Super Bowl once every few years, you're going to yeah. maximize the opportunity. Gladys Knight is singing the national anthem. Again, we told you the earlier the over-under, a minute 50. <laughs> Some people are saying under. I'm going over. I'm thinking it could be around 2, 205. Because she kind of gets a little bit, you know, and, and, and during the Super Bowl, most people embellish a little bit. Yeah. Like they put a little, like remember sure. Whitney Houston, that was probably the best oh, yeah. national yeah, anthem yeah. ever. Yeah. Like you put a little extra relish on the, sure. on the Super Bowl performance. You're not just getting through that. Yeah. You want to be on camera a little longer. Yeah. You want people talking about the fact that this wasn't your regular rendition of the national anthem. So. Minute 50, I'm going to go over yeah, on too. that. I'm not betting the house on it, though. No. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the most marketable stars. So Tom Brady is the king. He's probably the face of the NFL. This is his ninth Super Bowl. That's insane. He's the GOAT. It's it's not up for debate anymore. No. The haters can hate, but you have to respect. Okay? So Tom Brady is already a marketing king. He right. can do whatever ads he wants. Who are some people that could benefit from this game? Most of them are on the Rams' side of the ball. Yeah. Let's look at a few factors. One, you're in L.A., so you're in a big market already. Two, if you win the Super Bowl, it makes you more of a household name. Jared Goff, the quarterback from Cal, mm-hmm. who is the quarterback for the Rams. Young, good-looking guy. Does some marketing now, but if he wins the Super Bowl and he's MVP, boom. Yep. Household name. Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Does some commercials now. One of the best running backs in the NFL. If he has a great game and he wins MVP, boom. Next stratosphere for him. Aaron Donald, maybe the best defensive player in the NFL. You could debate between he and Khalil Mack. He's had a great playoff run. Does Aaron Donald pull a Vaughn Miller from a few years ago when Vaughn Miller won MVP for the Broncos in the Super Bowl and just harassed... Uh, Peyton Manning all, or not Peyton Manning, uh, who did they beat? Cam Newton. All day long. Could we see an Aaron Donald have a Vaughn Miller type of performance and become Super Bowl MVP? And Dominican Sue, who's always had a bad reputation. He's a monster on defense, but he's been seen as a dirty player. Could he have a dominant game? And it propels him. Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver for the Rams, who, by the way, played for the Patriots last year. Does he come back to haunt the Patriots? And have a great game and go on and get marketing opportunities. There's a lot of guys in this game that this could be a career defining moment for them. And much like David Tyree, who isn't even in the NFL anymore, but everyone remembers his incredible catch for the New York Giants when he caught it on top of his helmet and they went on and upset the Patriots in that Super Bowl in Arizona also. Hmm. Is there a player that we've mentioned, or maybe someone we haven't mentioned, that is going to have a game that makes them a marketing star. I think if Sean McVay wins the Super Bowl, he is very charismatic, yep. very smart, 33 likeable, years old, likes to talk, yep. knows his stuff. I think he could really benefit yeah. if he wins this game, especially yeah. if it comes down to some crazy end or he, you know, out coaches, quote, Belichick. Uh, I think that could be something for him, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, uh, like, you look at Doug Peterson, the coach of the Eagles. They won last year, but it wasn't like he became a marketing no. star. He doesn't really have the personality. Sean McVay does have the right. charisma, and he's in L.A. Sure. So you're right. He could become someone who benefits greatly from this. If Brady and Belichick win another Super Bowl, 
I don't know. Do they start doing like at some point? Do they ever do buddy buddy? Right? <laughs> like, are we going to see like a, a a beer commercial with the two of them sitting by the lake oh and my gosh. doing some fishing, and and they're finally going to be buddy buddy in a commercial? Greatest coach and quarterback, greatest duo of all time, coach and player. Are we going to see that kind of a, a campaign or? You know, the question has been asked to Brady, are you going to step away? And he said zero chance that he's going to step away. But Belichick, if he wins, does he say, you know what, I'm riding off into the sunset or I want to move into the front office and I don't want to coach anymore? Or do they keep chasing the excellence? They have set the bar so high that anything short of a Super Bowl win is is a disappointment. But the thing about this team, Griggs, I think most people didn't expect them to get back to this game mm-hmm. because Brady is 41 and he's doing things we've never seen a quarterback at this age do, and especially in the playoffs. The Patriots have really turned it up in the playoffs. It's like yeah. they sandbagged the regular season, and it's true. they coasted. And when they got to the playoffs, they're like, all right, now Go time. the real stuff begins. And we're going to show you formations we haven't shown you all year. And Brady's going to you know, get that fountain of youth, and he's not... You know, he's going hard for three games. He knows he coasted, stayed healthy during the regular season. He's going hard for three games. We're asking our defense to go hard for three games, and now we're going to see if they can get that done. Uh, a few other stats for you, Griggs. $1.38 billion chicken wings will be eaten during the Super Bowl weekend, <laughs> plus at least 14,500 tons of chips, mm-hmm. 8 million pounds of Guacamole. That's why guacamole um, is is being uh, advertised during the Super Bowl, and ten million pounds of ribs. Wow! So there's some food stats for you. One in two people would sacrifice their vacation days for one year to watch their team win the Super Bowl. Hmm. More than one in three would give up their annual bonus. <laughs> You know what? I love sports, and I can remember when I was a big fan. Now I'm jaded, and I've seen the underbelly, and I'm not really a fan of a team anymore. I root for certain people and individuals, but I don't know if I'm like no. giving up my annual bonus or my vacation days for a year for my team to win the Super Bowl. No. That's a, that's a lot. That is a lot. And if they lose, then what do you feel like? Really bad. Right. I just <laughs> gave up my vacation for yeah. nothing. <laughs> But I guess it's if your team wins a Super Bowl, okay. you're giving up. Got it, got it. All right. Future Super Bowl locations. Next year, Hard Rock Stadium yeah, in maybe. Miami. That might be us, Greg. I think we're there. Maybe Tom Garfinkel has us VIP. back. We, we go VIP. Yeah. We hang out with uh, – uh, who's your rap guy there with the big glasses? Uh, uh, oh, Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah. Maybe we hang out with Pitbull. <clears throat> Pitbull comes on the sure. show with us. I think so. J-Lo and A-Rod. You know, we just line up the Miami connections and go <laughs> hang out at Hard Rock Stadium with with our good friends in South Florida. Yep, yep. We bring Eric Spolstra. Yeah, yeah. There you go. D Wade, yeah. UD. We just we hang out with the Miami peeps. I love it. And we can reenact your famous Instagram yes post yes. of I can feel it coming <laughs> in the air tonight. <laughs> One of the great Instagram posts of 2018. Oh, man, Griggs overlooking. The Miami South skyline, <laughs> an iconic picture. Yes. Like if you're putting a picture, I've got a picture in my house, uh, and I hope this doesn't sound 
stupid or, or arrogant, but I had always wanted to go to the Brooklyn Bridge. And remember last year, Sports PR Summit, yeah. we went on the Brooklyn Bridge, and our incredible photographer, Brad uh, Kinzer, took a picture yep. of me on the Brooklyn Bridge, and it looks like there's no one else on the bridge but me. Yeah. And he didn't even Photoshop anyone out. It, it was, was just awesome. like, it was early morning. So he took this great picture, I blew it up, and I put it in my house, because I was like, I love the Brooklyn Bridge. Looks great. And it looks like I own New York. Like, I just bought New York. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm George Jefferson moving on up <laughs> in New York. You should frame the picture of I you should, owning Miami and put it in your house. Uh, I love it. All right. So, Miami. Then, Tampa. Remember, they were going to go to L.A. after Miami, but they're like, well, we need one more year to get settled in L.A. with the new stadium. So, we're going to go to Tampa. Then, they're going to L.A. Then, they're going to Arizona. Then they're going to New Orleans. So, again, 2020 Miami, 2021 Tampa, 2022 L.A., 2023 Glendale, Arizona, and 2024 New Orleans. Those are the cities that will host the Super Bowl in the future. So this is another thing that's going to come up at your Super Bowl party. Hey, where's the Super Bowl happening next? Now you can rattle off like the next five years of the Super Bowl, and your friends are going to go, damn, you are an expert when it comes to Super Bowl knowledge. You even told me that it was plus 700 on the green lime Gatorade (laughs) pour. All right, Griggs, it's that time. What is your prediction for the game? Uh, My prediction for the game is uh, Patriots start out behind. Mm. So Rams score first. Okay. Seven nothing. Rams score a touchdown first. Okay, so you're going first score is a touchdown, touchdown, not a field goal. It's a Todd Gurley run. Oh, and then uh, Patriots come back, score a couple, take the lead, and it ends up being a close finish. But the Rams win it on a field goal, twenty four twenty one. Wow. Yes. So you're going under. Yeah. On the fifty six and a half, and you're going Rams to yeah. just destroy Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, this would yep. be if eighty percent of the money it. is coming in on the Pats. Yep. A Rams outright victory or cover, it'll be one of the biggest Super Bowl losses ever for sure for Las Vegas. 24-21 Rams. Book it. Wow. Okay. What's yours? I'm just going to cut to the chase. Like, (laughs) you know, I I think the first score is going to be a field goal. Okay. And remember, these teams have really good field goal kickers. We saw the guy, uh, the bionic leg for the Rams kick a 57-yarder to beat the Saints. So... Like, that dude can make field goals. Right. I, I'm going to go field goal as the first score. Okay. Um, I also, if I was in Vegas, I'd throw money on a safety. You could have. I could see Donald or Sue pinning Brady back into the end zone and getting a safety. That front line for yeah. the Rams is just monstrous. And if they get Brady pinned back, I could see mm-hmm. he he just can't get away from them. So I could I could see a safety. I'd put some money down on the safety. Okay. So field goal first score, safety I'd put some money on. Oh, the coin toss. Uh, I'm going to go heads. Okay. There's a bet on the coin. I, I know there When is. I was in Vegas, I put a bet down on the coin toss <laughs> and I lost. And I'm Loser. like, damn, I'm already down. And they, we haven't even started, <laughs> started the game, the game yet. yet. Down like 25 bucks. <laughs> uh, overall, close game. Okay. High scoring. All right, good. 34-31 Patriots. Mm, look at that. So we're both three a three-point win. We're a three-point win. Now, if Patriots win 34-31, there's a lot of casinos that the line is three instead yeah. of two and a half. That's going to push. Yeah. And some casinos you lose on a push. Mm. 
Some casinos, it's just a push and you get your money back. But it would screw up a lot of things if (laughs) the thing is right on the line. But as I've always said about Vegas, God, they know how to set the lines. Like the game is always right around the line of the over under and it's right around the line of the spread. It's true. But I think after the Patriots lost last year, they, I don't see them losing two Super Bowls in a row. I just don't. I don't see Belichick losing two in a row. Now, McVay is an offensive genius. He's going to pull some tricks out of the bag. Yeah. But I think it's going to be high scoring. I think 65 is the point total, and I say 34-31 Patriots. So, Griggs, we're each picking a different team. I like that. We need a bat here. What, what's our bet? <laughs> what's our bet? Like uh, a really good chocolate chip cookie. Uh, or we, one of us, whoever loses, buys a Hanko's next time we're in LA. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's good. Cause we will be in LA. Yeah. And Hanko's is a little spot down by the beach and so they have nice. great sandwiches. That's a good bet. They're not a sponsor of our show, so we're just giving them some love. That's a good bet. Yeah, it's a good bet. All right. Yeah. Hanko's sandwich for the winner. Yeah. Loser buys. Yep. You're listening to Sports Business Radio and our preview of Super Bowl 53. We'll be right back after this from our sponsor. Sports Business Radio is sponsored by Boingo Wireless, the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S. Today's sports fans expect strong, fast mobile connections at their favorite stadiums. Research shows that fans will leave at halftime if they cannot get connected, which is part of the reason why professional and collegiate sports venues alike work with Boingo to manage their wireless networks. As the world's leading connectivity expert, Boingo knows how to make a venue's vision for the connected fan experience a reality. They are the only company that can provide end-to-end wireless service so teams can focus on the big game, not on their network. Boingo designs, installs, and manages Wi-Fi and cellular networks at university stadiums like K-State and the University of Houston and major league venues like Soldier Field, Phillips Arena, and Vivint Smart Home Arena. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports, led by companies like Boingo. Boingo connects you to the people and things you love, like sports. For more information, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. So there you have it. You have all the numbers on betting, on the Super Bowl ads, on the performances before the game at halftime, uh, the CBS broadcast. Hopefully this is the primer you need to get you through Super Bowl 53. Griggs, I know that I'll be very informed at the party. And by the way, I will be live tweeting during the game. Oh, good. So follow at SB Radio, like Sports Business Radio, at SB Radio on Twitter, and I'll be live tweeting during the game, weighing in with some thoughts. Twitter is fun uh, during Super Bowl, just to, just to hang out, yeah, because there's so much stuff going on, and it, the trending and all yeah. that stuff is fun. It's like being at a really cool coffee shop, and everyone's having a conversation about yeah. a certain topic, yeah. and we're gathering around the coffee shop or campfire that is the Super Bowl, yeah. and there's a lot of interaction, so... Uh, we'll be on there, and if you want to interact with us, again, go to SB Radio. Enjoy Super Bowl 53. We'll recap on next week's show. Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business. Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. Give him a hand. 
Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing this morning? Today's guest is Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. You're the man, Bart. My guest is tennis icon Chris Albert. He was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show... Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA Draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio, rated in the top 50 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audio Boom via the TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps, and, of course, at sportsbusinessradio.com. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at sportsbusinessradio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.